welcome back. Time out with you, Stadium. Um, there's two extra people in this little chat right here. So if you can't tell, if you can't read their names, uh, Hunter Henry and Sean Culkin, who are the two newest members of our U Stadium team and the hosts of our new podcast, The Flow Bros. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing good. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing? Doing good. We are, yeah, we're happy to have you. Thanks for coming on. Um, so quick just kind of like intro to your show what do you guys what do you guys hope for this what are your goals behind it um what do you want the listeners to kind of pick up learn about you give me all of that yeah i think uh we have been talking about this we've been friends for gosh uh four or five years real close friends and we've been talking about doing a podcast for a long time last year we really got close to doing it and then just never pulled the trigger and I feel like it's always been in the works and finally we're doing it and we're excited. I feel like we're, we just want it to be kind of wherever we go, wherever the, you know, we go with the flow, um, kind of hence the name. Um, also the name with the hair, you can see Sean kind of has got a nice little flow. Um, I've always you been gotta a little grow it jealous. Out, Me, uh, I've grown it out. I've tried. Um, and kind of grows Sean's always encouraged me like this. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of it's always a fro. It'd be yeah, the fro, bro. Fro, <laughs> fro, bro. So, yeah, it's uh, we're excited. I think it's going to be cool. Um, me and Sean are pumped. Yeah, I mean, we just have like so many times. I feel like in the last couple of years, where we're like, man, this would be good to share with others. Like, we should have a podcast or something like that. Along with like, um, you know, everyone else probably in today saying the same thing, right? But right, we think yeah. that we have like just a different element because of you know what we do for a living, but then also um just our, our our values and our interests and we're just kind of make it like kind of hunter said like how it flows but we're just going to talk about pretty much like every week would be something different so it's not like we have a certain niche that we're always talking about this obviously we're going to talk more about football and our experiences in the nfl but then we also have a ton of other passions that we're extremely passionate about that we want to you know share with others there too so it's going to be unique it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah and you guys both have like a separate kind of path to the NFL, which is really cool too. You can kind of bring some different expertise. You know, Hunter was a top 35, well, you went 35th overall, I think it was second round pick. And Sean, you've had to kind of like scrap and fight your and claw your way up um, to through the practice squad onto the active roster. So it's, it'd be cool to kind of get your different, you know, not opinions, but kind of experience on what you've done and how you've gotten there. So I'm, I'm excited to, you know, listen to that and just hear kind of just your different, you know, how, how you've gone through from team to team, Sean and Hunter, what it's like now being, you know, courted by other teams and doing all that. So it's, I'm excited to just kind of hear your guys' experiences. Yeah. Nick, yeah, just yeah, like I you just, said, uh, sorry, Hunter. I feel like, like go you're going to see, um, you know, a different light, right? Like we're all going to see like, our experiences in NFL from a different angle. Like you said, like Hunter, how he came in and how I came in, but at the end of the day, we're still, on a team we're still playing the same mm -hmm. sport doing the same thing so we had the same result but how we got there is extremely different and yeah. that's yeah. going to be fun to kind of share our experiences between the two and i think definitely a little bit of that yeah and our relationship um just like we saw each other and like we kind of grew with each other like as a player as friends as teammates um so we can bounce a lot of those stories and a lot of those fun times off each other um Obviously, like you said, we were, you know, different paths, but at the same time, we were all, we were still trying to get to the same goal. 
Um, so we were worked with each other, um, have a lot of cool stories. We lived with each other. So um, oh a lot of cool experiences we've done with each other. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Looking forward to it, guys. Yeah, same. All right. So, All right, uh, Nick, you're up. Or Frankie, you're up. Sorry, Frankie, you're up. See what happens. Bree and Nick just they want to do a show together without me. I'm gonna start doing my <laughs> own show. Me and me and me and Splash are gonna do a show next week. Forget Gosh. it. I keep trying to remove you from the from the screen, but I can't. <laughs> I got the I creator to tools, on, bro. On NFL Red Zone. I don't know, man. Not, not gonna happen. Uh, but Hunter, not to get too much into this, I know you're going through a free agency process now. Um, what uh, what does that look like for you? Like, are you fielding calls from a lot of teams? Is you and your agent who were we're close with your maybe agent on the marketing side, Mark, who actually set up the Flow Bros connection here. That actually is um, how we all met. But um, what does that look like on a day to day, man? Like, what are you valuing out of free, uh, you know, from teams um, contacting you regarding free agency? Like, how does how, how does that look? Uh, it's been pretty quiet. Uh, that's one thing lately. This year has been weird with no combine. Um, all the teams don't get together. So that can, you know, usually those guys in those passings are talking about free agents, talking about different things. So um, that's usually a big time for people to at least get a feel for your market. So this year was a little bit different. Um, and then just obviously this past year with COVID and just what's coming up with the salary cap, the salary cap has not really been finalized for this next year. So a lot of teams are still trying to wait to see what the – final salary cap is going to be. Um, and until they know that, they don't really know what they're exactly going to do. Um, and so I, it's kind of just a waiting game and it sucks because I feel like I'm just, you know, you're just sitting there waiting. Um, you have to be patient. Um, so, you know, me and my wife are just sitting here waiting, being patient and uh, trying to figure out what's best. You know, I, we don't really know what's to come. Um, you know, we kind of obviously are going to look at everything, um, the whole picture, Obviously, finances, uh, team, just perfect fit um, for myself. Um, there's going to be a lot that kind of goes into it. So, um, you know, it's it's just a waiting game and excited to kind of find out uh, where, you know, what it's going to be, how it's going to go down here in these next few weeks. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting, man. I mean, it's probably there's probably so many variables there. So, I mean, it's it's something that is going to be a decision that um down the line for you probably is going to dictate a lot of where you see yourself in five years as well so whether it's a quarterback location uh where you want to set up your family so that's uh that's interesting man in terms of um you're, you know playing playing with the chargers and and your experiences playing with justin who i know you're you're close with um you're, you guys have a really close relationship i mean is that that's obviously gonna have have a big effect on you i'm sure um, in terms of picking where you want to go. Yeah, definitely uh, will play a factor. I mean, and Justin being a young quarterback who's super talented uh, with a great relationship with him. I mean, um, it, it it's exciting. It's an exciting destination. And to be back with the Chargers, I'm not going to rule that out ever. Um, you know, it's been a great place for myself. Uh, my wife really enjoys it um, out here. And we've really – I mean, they drafted me. So, you know, I always have a um, – special place for the chargers in my heart. So, um, it's, it, it's just a tough process. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. sitting back waiting and figuring out what's going to go down, but it's always, um, it's always a potential of going back with Justin and everybody kind of saw what he did this past year. So it's, uh, it could be a, definitely a big piece into the puzzle of kind of what, what I want to do in, in the end. 
Cool. Sean, I want to uh, switch gears and talk about the go back in the, the vault a little bit from 2017 when you went undrafted out of Missouri. What's because I'm always fascinated, like once you get to day three of the draft and, you know, you have the you know, sixth and seventh round, you know, you start looking yeah. towards that undrafted period, like <clears throat> teams go crazy and set up all these calls to bring in free agents. What's what was that like with you? Like what what was it that were you courted by different teams or are there multiple teams in the running and, and why did you decide to um, sign with the Chargers? Yeah, like you said, Nick, it's a it's a crazy experience. It's almost uh, kind of analogous to recruiting out of uh, going out of high school mm -hmm. to college. Honestly, is but it happens. All, it's all confined in like an hour. So I had a pretty good idea. I was thinking fifth to seventh round, but also knew to be prepared. Hey, if you don't get drafted, who are your top teams and kind of look at like so. I kind of knew going into the draft based off roster where I could see myself being um, a good fit. And so around the, like you said, fifth, sixth round, you start to get calls, but they're not calling you to draft you. They're calling you, hey, we're thinking about taking you as soon as the draft's over, like keep us on your radar. And towards the end, you kind of started to see, okay, this is where it's going to go. And you start getting all these calls and it's pretty uh, stressful. You have probably <laughs> within that 30 minutes to an hour, you know, you're using two, three, four phones, four different people between my agent, my family members and myself and everyone's trying to fill that that roster. Right. They, every team pretty much wants to get 10 to 15, 20 guys. So, you know, if you don't if you don't get back to them soon, they might have moved on to someone else. So there's a little bit of a time uh, pressure uh, aspect to it. But for me, um, and for the same reason why I went to Mizzou, too, I just wanted to go where I felt like I was valued. And, um, and that they saw potential and value in myself as a player. And the Chargers were one of the only teams to come to Columbia to do a private workout. Every team in that process can have up to 25 guys come in for a visit in the, at their facilities for, um, you know, see the coaches, meet the strength coach, uh, do a physical, see the team docs, check out and everything. And that's a good sign. And they were the only team to fly me out to LA. And that was actually, or sorry, California. Uh, <laughs> San Diego, too. Uh, I'm in LA now, but uh, that, and that was my first time actually going to California, which was neat too. But um, so that's kind of why I picked the Chargers. I just felt like they saw the potential in me, and they treated me well through the process as best they could without drafting me. And that's you know, as an undrafted guy, the the best I could uh, you know ask for. So, so so that's cool. The the, the draft process. I mean that that always in, interests me. The the whole undrafted mm -hmm. kind of process when it goes down, but updating now on you know where you're at you just you spent three years you know with the chargers in san mm -hmm. diego to la um a year with baltimore last year so you got to play with rivers lamar i mean those are two yeah. pretty good quarterbacks you know like not many better than that and now signing a futures deal with the chiefs to play with patrick mahomes who's probably the best quarterback in the league was that like a a deciding factor for you and and what exactly is a futures deal i don't know if many are yeah familiar with that. well to the quarterback question, I think that's uh, it's always in the back of your your mind, right? When you choose, because I mean, when I showed up at Mizzou, Chase Kaufman, who played at Missouri, he's one of the best tight ends in collegiate play, and he told me, "Hey, like, you just, as long as you have a good quarterback, befriend him, get to know him, because you know that's it, it will carry over to the field." And at Mizzou, that was always the case. I had between Drew Locke, Matty Mock. I always had good players, James Franklin, um, and so I mean, obviously, I didn't factor that in when I went to LA but 
um, you know, playing with Phil, playing with Lamar, and now with Pat. I mean, those are three incredible quarterbacks. And yeah. it's it's been a blessing, honestly, to learn from them and understand and to see how they operate on a day-to-day basis. I'm excited to play with um, Pat. And I've also had some great tight ends, if you look at it, too. I mean, look at Antonio Gates when I first showed up and then Hunter Henry, right? So, like, for me, I just spent, like, time watching them play and this how can I take the stuff that they're great at? How does that fit my role and what I can do? And that's growth, right? So I did the same thing there. I did the um, in Baltimore, you know, looking at Nick Boyle and his blocking abilities, Mark Andrews, uh, Pat Ricard as a fullback. I mean, three solid players. And then now go and play with Travis. So yeah. uh, in the quarterback tight end spot, I've been very fortunate. And to answer your question on the futures deal, the way I look at it, it's pretty much, it all comes down, Hunter, you can jump into, um, but for me, it comes down to guaranteed money. So, you know, when I signed a three-year deal when I was undrafted with the Chargers, none of it was guaranteed. So after my second year going in my third season, sitting in the offseason, yes, I'm on the Chargers, but if I don't play well in that camp, they're going to cut me and there's yeah. nothing guaranteed. There's no reason to keep me because there's no dead money if they keep me right. or cut me. So it's essentially the same thing. Like there's no guaranteed money in the contract, but you're on a team, you're on the 90 man, and it's up to you to make the team come camp. So it's the same situation I've always been in the last five years, except for last season, I wasn't on a team at all because I was still recovering from a um, Achilles sur- uh, surgery. So um, that's the way I look at it. Hunter, do you got anything to add on the future still? Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what you said. It's just, it guarantees a spot for you in camp and gives you an opportunity to get in front of the coaches and get film and to prove yourself, just like Sean has done every single year. And every, I mean, yeah. even the guys that are guaranteed, I feel like in a way, you, you got to go, you still got to go prove yourself every single yeah. year. Um, it, every year is a new year. Um, doesn't matter if you're undrafted, the top guy, um, you still have to go prove yourself. Um, and yeah. it, it's a production based business. Um, and you gotta, you know, prove that you're going to add value to the team. So, I mean, every next play, right? <laughs> exactly. hundred percent. That's the league. That's the, what the NFL is about. Um, performing yeah, it's, it, it's a business, man. And you get to see that the more you're in it. Um, you get to yeah. see kind of th- those decisions being made. Um, so it's, it's definitely a business and uh but it's to have an opportunity man um that's that's all you can ask for Bree, i just want to say one thing you heard what sean said right they want to play for good quarterbacks meaning hunter's not going to the patriots we all know okay. that, all right okay. if there's anything we got all for right me, but you need oh, going to the jets no comment you can listen to flow bros for this <laughs> there we go it's that's fun. how you plug it it's fun. Um, speak, you guys, obviously, if we haven't covered it before, you guys are tight ends. You, we all know this. The position has become so much more glamorous now than maybe when we were younger. I mean, you look at guys like Tony Gonzalez. Yeah, he's considered one of the best. But in his time, like the tight ends, nobody really gave the tight ends as much credit as they do now with Gronk and Travis Kelsey and then Hunter with you, Darren Waller, people like that. How – has that kind of, I guess, changed your outlook on your position? Like, is it more exciting to play knowing that people, you know, give tight ends some love now, finally? Um, I feel like we're still underrated in a way. People give <laughs> okay. us love, but I feel like we're still underrated. <laughs> it's getting better. Um, it's getting better. It's getting better. We have a national day now, so that's huge. We do. Um, it's, yeah. We have a whole day dedicated to ourselves in, in, uh, in the season, which is nice. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, guys, like you said, Tony G, uh, Gates, uh, Witten, um, got Shannon Sharp, it, yeah. you know, the legends, um, even going back to like Dicka and uh, I knew you were yeah, going to Dicka, baby. The legend. I knew it. You got yeah, it, baby. Got to Got to throw in Dicka. Um, but just even going back to all those guys, I feel like even though it's just such a matchup, you know, the tight end position is just such a matchup. It's hard. We're, we're a big body that can run. So it's tough for linebackers. But you, you can see how the game, because of the way the tight end position is changing, you can see linebackers change, right? So they're becoming a little bit leaner, uh, faster. Mm -hmm. I mean, these guys are are like running four fours now. They are linebackers, right? They're 235, 40 pounds, maybe even lighter, and they're running four fours. So it's just the game has evolved um, in a way that they know that they have to like, you know, have a guy that can cover the tight end because it's such a mismatch. Um, so it, the tight end position, I think, has evolved the game in so many different ways, but I still think it's a little underrated. And then you have I a guy like Kyle play. Pitts this year too. I'm sure you guys are going to get into that. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to kind of, you know, steal any segments here from upcoming shows, but he might go in the top five, which hasn't happened in decades. So, I mean, that's going to be something to watch. I mean, he's he's the next, probably the next great tight end that comes into the league. So, I mean, it's going to be cool to see him. I yeah. think too, um, you know, the, the increasing amount of like two, three tight end sets formations, you know, that was a big change. Like with the Patriots, I think when you oh, saw, um, you that know, Gronk and Hernandez, like that was really like the, the evolution, I think to, okay, now man, tight ends are making plays left and right. And linebackers at the time, 10, 15 years ago, weren't really equipped to maybe guard a guy that is basically a receiver. That's two fifty. That's running a four five. And you started to see more tight ends like that. And then with the college going to a spread, you start seeing more playmakers making plays on the receiving standpoint. And then you start doing more two tight end sets. You have maybe one that's more of like a complete tight end, a blocking tight end. But then you have a guy, like you said, Kyle Pitts. I haven't watched much of him, but I know he's one of the best, you know, pass catching tight ends coming out of college. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, but that that fit because of all the new sets. Um, I think that's a big part, too, in what's happening to our position. It'll be cool to see uh, how it evolves because, I mean, you look at just like fantasy football drafts and how important getting at least one above average to great tight end is and changes your team. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, uh, yeah, don't get me started on fantasy. Don't get me started on fantasy. Don't get me started on fantasy. You were my tight end this year, so thank you. I um, created the Twitter win, account. But... I've, I created 50 Twitter accounts, so after every game, I'm the one that's um, why he screwed me on my fantasy points. So, Hunter, I'm sorry. That's That's been yeah, <laughs> the worst part about fantasy sometimes is these people take it way too serious. And I'm like, I, I have a pretty good game, right? You know, I, I, I thought I had a good game. And then I'm getting blown up that I didn't help him on fantasy enough. And I'm like, like, dude, you left. Three points out there, man. I need three points. I needed those three points. I would have won this week. And I'm like, get points geez. for blocks, man. Yeah, I got a block too. Yeah. I got to do some other things. Yeah. On no fantasy <laughs> points on my end. <laughs> <laughs> we need a rule change for, for right. blocking points. Yeah, we. Uh, I just fantasy football is like the death of me. So we really we won't get into it. But we've got some uh, <laughs> kind of fun icebreaker. Get to know you guys questions so we're gonna do in our show we do a little rapid fire segment so we're just gonna do the same thing first thing that comes to mind you don't really need to explain it just pops in your head and just go so 
Favorite team growing up? Bucks. Falcons. Nice. Okay, okay. Um, oh, this is a good one. Strangest game day superstition. You got to have one every athlete. I, I don't. I, I always say I don't have one, but I keep a routine. Um, golly. I don't know if I have like a exact one. I just do the same process. You know what I mean? Like I don't do like something weird. Like everything um, starts at the same like time. So if a game's at four or one, like it depends on when it's starting. And then I know like four hours before the game, I have a coffee and then I eat this meal at that time. So every time it's always the same like routine, I guess. I don't know, Hunter. And nothing's too I talk to myself a lot. Is that weird? <laughs> Is that weird? weird. I kind of like talk to bit. myself. I talk like, to myself. Right, let's go. You let's go, yourself? man. Go be the best today. Let's go. You know what I mean? Like, I do that. Is that weird? Back and forth? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Something? It's all good. I kind of hype myself up in a way. A He's in the self. corner of the locker room, staring at the wall, talking to himself. It's not that weird, yeah. though. I want to consider that yeah, strange, right? Hunter, that's not strange. Like, no, it's not a superstition. That's just. <laughs> That's football, right? <laughs> I guess. Um, we got pregame meal. You guys eat before games? Throw up after? Like, how do you guys uh, tough, do tough for me to eat on game day. But usually, since we play like afternoon games, I'll eat like an omelet and uh, and then uh, honestly, that's uh, like some potato, like some hash browns, and then uh, okay. that's about it. Honestly, maybe a oh, smoothie packed with a bunch of protein. Maybe. So yeah. I can make up a make up a bunch of protein in a smoothie. It's easier to get down a little bit. Yep. Yeah, I go sense. smoothie, omelet, and a little bit of pasta and chicken breast. I won't finish both, but just to get a little more carbs and protein. Who okay. eats more? I'm gonna go with Sean. I'm going with yes. Hunter. Nah. Yeah, I know. Oh, Sean does. Yeah, Sean does. Yeah, I eat more. Sean does. <laughs> My man can put down some some food. Some food. <laughs> I don't know. Don't let Hunt fool you though. I mean, we put down some za. All right, we put down some pizza and we put down some food sometimes. And we crush some pizza. Yeah, we do. We have them passed for sure. All right, this is my question right here. You you have one sandwich. You can only have one for the rest of your life. What's on that sandwich? Oh, it's easy. It's oh. Publix subs, the ultimate supreme. Oh, Publix, bro. Publix, bro. Publix subs. <laughs> Do you guys know about that? Is that no? Just, they don't know Publix. Bro. Publix, Publix is like Bonds, um, like a Ralph's. Yeah, that's that's all like, that's Southern California. We don't have that up in the Northeast. We've got like oh we got Wegmans. Gosh. I guess that's kind you of like Kroger. It'd be like no, Kroger. It'd be like Wegmans. I had Wegmans in uh, Baltimore. It's just like Wegmans, and it has the okay. best. Our producer stuff. Ryan says Publix is the best. Said it in Wegmans. the chat. Yeah, splash. What's Wegmans, on the sandwich though? This is, a, this is supreme is the one I go with. Oh, supreme. It's, um, what is this? Lettuce, can... tomato, salami. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like an Italian combo kind Italian of? Italian combo, yeah, cool. yeah. If I could do one sandwich. I, uh, Publix is up there for sure, but I'm probably going to do like a tur- turkey BLT mm-hmm. um, with like a, on like a good sourdough bread. Uh, throw a little avocado on there, a little lettuce. Ooh, man. BLT is one of the know, most – BLT is a very underrated sandwich. <laughs> Very yeah, you know, I've never had a BLT. I've never oh, had phenomenal. just a bacon. I've never had one. Oh, those are good too. But I like to throw a little turkey or chicken on there. It, yeah. it makes yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. it. It takes yep. it up a level. The BLT tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There you go. I don't know. I need like a like a hot sandwich, like a nice chicken parm. Well, it's hot. I would get. I would get it toasted. I would get my BLT toasted. <laughs> hot. You know what I mean? 
It's funny to I see the difference because like you're talking actual... to three Northeastern, like, Italian-Americans yeah. here. And it's like you're talking pizza and then you're talking, like, sandwiches. It's like, where's the chicken cutlet? Yeah, right? Hunter. Hunter and Sean, you guys know about the chicken cutlet game? You guys know about I that? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my what? God. What? Enlighten us. Tell us more. language. Chicken oh, cutlet. It's, it's language, a thin, a thin <laughs> slice cutlet. You egg wash it. You put some flour and you fry it on a on a Let's skillet. Fried chicken. Yeah, but no, it's thin cut, and chicken. then you put it on a sandwich. So you stack up a few. You got a nice got piece. You got the little drums. thin, crispy cutlet. Yeah. Chicken cutlet's the best, man. Put some, put some lemon on it. Oh, hey, I say next episode we have a chicken cutlet. We'll we'll have it for the first time together on the floor. Chicken cutlets out here, bro. You guys will find them. You can make it. Right it's the easiest thing in the world. Oh. I don't know. First timer with a cutlet. Uh, it's risky. Yeah, grease fire. Yeah, maybe don't make them. <laughs> I'm getting scared thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I take that back, actually. They're not uh, a hard if we any and send your way, maybe we'll do that. Yeah, I, like I made that. them the other Ooh, day. The and they came out beautiful. So. <laughs> I like it. So next time, I'll send you guys a care package from U Stadium. Some All right, who's your, what's the craziest locker room or practice field moment? Doesn't have to be from you guys, maybe a teammate. What's the or, or even just like a teammate. Team? If it's not a moment, just yeah. like a, a teammate yeah. that was just crazy in the locker room that you remember that was wilding out. Oh, Hunter, I'm thinking of uh, the scrimmage against the Rams a couple of years ago. <laughs> Ooh, that was a little crazy. Enid. That was a little feisty. I ain't going to lie. We got a little it was on edge. Okay, we go. Let's just set the stage for this one. First off, well, we had already practiced with them, right? Already, Isn't that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Already oh, yeah, practiced with one, them, yep. and we kind of like hit them in the mouth a little bit. Right. Like at the first practice, like we mm -hmm. kind of were like, we we took it real serious, and we kind of like, when we we did well against the Rams in the first one. So we go to their place, and we knew it was going to be a little chippy because it started getting chippy towards the end of the. Uh, <laughs> The, the previous practice, and we get into one on ones. One on ones. Oh, one on ones. And <laughs> we're like, receivers pulling my hair. Yeah, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, pulling hair, you know, like grabbing shirts. And I'm like, about to pull a hamstring. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? we're just trying to practice. Like, we're trying to get better here, man. Like, don't, like, I, I realize you're trying to make the squad and all this stuff, but like, don't hurt me. And <laughs> uh so we we were kind of getting chippy down with linebackers safeties tight ends and so it was getting chippy but then we looked down to the receivers and the receivers were getting super chippy oh yeah uh i guess one of our receivers Dontrell, he ran like a out like a corner or something and the guy like just tossed him, like just in the middle <laughs> of the route tossed him down so he gets up right throws his this is the first thing he threw his helmet off didn't he like throw his helmet off to like start mm -hmm. fighting i'm like dude that's mm -hmm. the worst thing you gotta do leave your helmet right. on yeah, and like <laughs> fights in football practice are stupid because you're just punching helmets. Yeah, it's just it's just not bad ideal. ball. It's not ideal. <laughs> no, so we look down right, and we're all it just becomes a mad brawl because we everybody just collides into that. Um, we thought practice might end, <laughs> didn't we? We thought like, oh, we're probably going to go home now because this right. is just going to be a bad practice the rest of the day. But we kept going, we and kept going. about <laughs> every second play, there's another brawl. So if, for about two hours straight, we had a brawl every two plays. Small um, one. Kids nothing were crazy. Until yeah, nothing the crazy. End. The culmination was, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was just a bad day. I remember we, seeing a video. I remember seeing a highlight from a different angle, and you just see, I forget who it was, and he was just charging. Keenan. Keenan, yeah. right? No, I know. I don't know who was charging. <laughs> and Keenan dropped, picked him up, and put him on his back. Oh, it yeah. was, oh, 
yeah yeah it was awesome that was that was that was pretty legendary um that was pretty it was bad of us to do but it was it was kind of fun to be a part of (laughs) (laughs) that's like when the first the first time in camp that you get to you know hit another team right like it always it always sounds like there's some fights that go down when you do the you know the team scrimmages Right. Is that is that that's the time when it, like, when it happened like midway through camp and you know you're about a week right. out from preseason? Yes, it's it's <laughs> it's in the middle of like we've been going for like yeah. 3 weeks and it's just we're just just beat down and we're like It's like 2 right. days after you just played a game and then yeah. you're in this team knowing that you're going to play them in 3 days in a game. Yeah. And you've been going for 30 days and it's hot and yeah, it's just yeah, we need to get rid of joint practices. Just, <laughs> just, what's this? What's the deal with that? How often do you guys do joint practices, or it just depends? I mean, is it like I would often? say they're fun though. It's a good changeup, but at the yeah. same time, they just always end up somehow getting chippy in a way, um, and they're always like just because we're practicing, and it's like in a game you yeah. can't really do that stuff because you're going to get penalties. But out here, it's just like oh, we can do whatever. Um, but we'll do it. Golly, with the Chargers, we did it a lot. I feel like. Mm. didn't we probably we yeah, would no, we, like, we, we would always do one with the rams because it was just up the road and then the saints yeah. would always come out the uh the cali yeah. so we would have like a that would be a joint like a week you'd have like mm. three to four practices and then, then you play two days later a game and you've already run pretty much all the plays that you're going to be running it's just yeah it's just not Damn. ideal but yeah <laughs> When you guys were enjoying practices, who's who's setting up like the drills for tight ends? Is it one of the coaches, or they're both together? Like, how do you coordinate what what drills you guys are doing? Or it's just, I mean, it's kind of like the same like same schedule. setup. Yeah, kind of, like you, yeah. you split up. You know, we're doing our same stuff. We're doing it's almost like like a pregame. Like we're going through just our drills, running routes. We might get together on offense, run five plays on air, and then it's like okay, we're gonna go to eleven on eleven or one on one, seven on seven. But instead of going against the defense like we would in camp. Then the Saints come over from their field. They've just did the exact same thing that we just did for the last 30 minutes, and they come over, and then we have a joint like scrimmage, if you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I think we got I think we got everything we needed to get, you guys. So <laughs> that was awesome. Cool. Thank you. You want to be on the show with us every week? I mean, I'm down. Every other dude. week. You guys can come on whenever you want. Be fun. Good. Yeah. We gotta do what they do on ESPN when like Stephen A joins uh like get up and then they do the other way around and they have yeah. like green go with skip and on uh, that skip uh with steven a so we do like yeah. one of you guys can hop in on our show and vice versa so just buzz you in real quick <laughs> well all right so we obviously got to plug the show flow bros is going to debut on monday we decided final yes. answer was monday 7 p.m eastern time um with these two guys and if you thought anything that they had to tell us today was entertaining just wait until you just wait just wait. Um, make sure you have the U Stadium app. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel and you can get Time Out with U Stadium, Flow Bros, and everything else that we have right there. So, with that being said, we're done here. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you.